This principle of success is called the Mastermind Principle. The, 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 the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. Podcast. If you're wanting to realize your ideas, goals, and dreams, and on the journey of masterminding your life, it's time for the podcast made just for you. This is the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. With Tolu Owoyemi. Owoyemi. Hey, 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 what's going on, my masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. We got Jason Hopkins in the house, full-time real estate investor, CEO of Star Level Real Estate, LLC. The real Memphis real estate shark is in the house. Jason, <laughs> thank you, and welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I, um, I, um, I feel honored that you reached out to me, man, to uh, to be a part of this. So I'm excited, man, Drop some gems today. Nah, and we're excited because you... Our value you know you've gone through the discipline and the actions and the decisions and the steps and the journey to become somebody worth reaching out to and saying hey please uh, break bread with the audience and let us know you know what you know and you know promote your business and uh, educate the masses so we appreciate you yeah no problem man that was a I appreciate that introduction man that I'm looking around like he talking about me <laughs> <laughs> No, I appreciate it though, man. No, definitely. And we were just talking it up a little bit even before we started about, you know, real estate and the explosion that's in our community. I'm seeing people left, up, down, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentorship programs, uh, uh, trainings, um, ads. I, I have people coming to me. Uh, we're running ads for real estate, all kinds of stuff. And it's just growing, growing, growing. Um, and you talked about it, but why is there this uh, explosion of entrepreneurship, especially within the black community? So in everything I speak, um, I speak from like my journey and my path, you know, my group of friends and, and, and family. So in my opinion, I think one of the reasons the last 10 years, it's been like this fascination with with real estate. Right. You have all these shows on TV you know, flip or flop, you know, fix house, fix this house, fix Vegas, so forth and so on. And I think it just, it's attractive to people that you can buy this property that looks like trash, right? And then in a short amount of time, you can totally transform that property. Mm. Um, So as a business, as a, as a, a fix and flipper, that's a great feeling to turn something from nothing to something. For the community, it's a great feeling because it's probably the ugliest house on the street. Now it's probably the nicest house on the street. Um, and then at the end of the day, whether you're keeping it as an asset or you're selling it to a, a homeowner, now that homeowner is is uh, you know taking part partaking in home ownership, so they have a new home. The city and the county is great, right? Because now they're getting the tax revenue. Um, the neighbors are happy because the whole street. You know, that's one less eyesore on on the street. And then as the investor, of course, at the end of the day, when you're at the closing table, let's let's face it, you're getting you're getting a fat check. Right. So um, one is exciting. Um, But I think, again, the last five years and definitely last two, you've seen a lot more people talk about real estate. But really just like, in my opinion, a lot of has to do with the pandemic, too. People are just looking at alternative ways. Um, Instead of doing what maybe our parents told us to do, get a job, get one of those good jobs and go to college, people are saying, well, hold hold on a second. You know, college maybe isn't the only way. So people are looking at other options now. They're looking at 
trade schools. Mm. Um, even though I think people are not doing enough, I don't think we're ed- the younger folks are educated on trades mm. as much as they should as an opportunity. My electrician makes over well over a hundred thousand a year. Wow. Like my HVAC guy, well over a hundred thousand a year. You know, so people. But I think. Um, you know, entrepreneurship is what people are really pushing um, and opening their eyes as an alternative to going to college. So, um, as as a community, as we be, we get more get more edu- education on alternatives to college, we're looking at. You know, the pandemic showed us you got to have a side hustle. You got so to. people are looking at well, real estate might be a great way to have a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Being an entrepreneur, starting a t-shirt company or something might be a great side hustle. Um, you know, learning a trade might be a, a side hustle. So real estate, like real estate stocks, people are starting to get into that and just really educating themselves on how to gain financial wealth so that, you know, your generations behind us can um, can have a better start than a lot of us, you know, a lot of us have. So and I think like real estate is that one thing is so attractive. It's so exciting. Right. Um, and a lot of people have. And not just real estate, but just general, the, the coaching avenue. Um, a lot of people are selling that a lot more, which is fine. So a lot of people are seeing that and getting exposed to that. They're getting exposed to real estate. They're getting exposed to stocks and, you know, other ways to, to make a living instead of graduating high school and, you know, going to college. So I think I think just entrepreneurship in general, people are just looking at different ways of you know doing something different besides going just to college and and real estate is just one way to make money you know have some do something exciting and it's something you can create wealth for yourself and then your children's children down the line so that's that's just kind of my opinion why i think that's been why it's been pushed so much and people are just asking questions like man what what's real estate about is that something i can get into exactly and i think another thing that's fascinating if you look at like where our attention is, especially as a people, a lot of us are on Instagram. People are paying massive amounts of attention to people on Instagram, on YouTube. They're listening to podcasts more, uh, mm-hmm. video interviews. Like you said, Earn Your Leisure. They just did an interview with Steve Harvey the other day. You know, um, they're, they're becoming more interesting thing. I remember 10, 15 years ago, it wasn't cool to be black and smart. Like it was the fifty cents. Yeah, and, you know this corny. Thing, you were corny. Exactly, you were corny. Or uh, a sell. You talk different, or uh, a sellout, or you're trying to act this and trying to trying yeah, to act trying that. That's stereotype. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now it's the <laughs> now it's flipped. Whereby, oh snap, you want to be the person reading the books and the person you know uh getting the information and executing because if not you're gonna get left behind i i, I keep saying this to everybody 10 15 years from now everybody's gonna look back at the social media era all these instagrams and tiktoks and the digital products and the programs and the branding and pin themselves out there and say damn that was a crazy time what did you do with it and there's going to be people mm-hmm. that built things that, you know, started movements, built their businesses, built empires, you know, built these programs, these mentorships and had things up and running. And then there's going to be those people on the sidelines like, damn, like I really let yeah. all of that go by and I didn't even take a single piece of action. Right. And in our community, we're seeing, 
you're right we're getting blasted by so much like more intelligent information uh the entrepreneur there's a what they who said it? Nehemiah, one of these guys they said entrepreneurs are the new rock stars they the new rappers whereby they yeah, that makes sense yeah that make that makes sense and i think like with so much information that's <clears throat> readily available like i tell people all the time um youtube is like one of the best <laughs> best things ever created because there's so much information on there um that you can educate yourself on and, and here's why i say that because a lot of people let's just be honest a lot of people just can't get a book and and they don't have the attention span to get a book and read right you know it, it is what it is but you can get on youtube and type something in that you want be very detailed and there's people in the world that are just as detailed as you just think like you and have did a video about it right and you can go on there and you can watch all this inf these videos and information some of them are 10 minutes or less so if you have a shortest attention span and you can get information like it's information is readily available like i went on youtube i've changed headlights in my truck i've changed like door handles on my truck <laughs> like i did all this work you know in, in improvements do-it-yourself projects from typing in how do i how do i change a light bulb in in in, in, in my escalate and mm -hmm. you know all those things you can figure it out and educate yourself um so it's really like no excuse at this point um not to like follow your dreams on what you want to do i mean people just we really like you said earlier people have to like stop being weird and take action like we got to stop being weird and follow our dreams put a plan in place and get her done get her done like it's, it's no we, we got to get it done man it's too much it's too much riding on like especially if you have children um you know and then you got to look at your, your your parents man like i looked at i look i look at the last regime on this country and how i felt just the you know when obama won not once but twice mm -hmm. i really felt like hey yeah, yeah we're, we're moving as a as a people but the last four years it was like all that was just thrown away Ignorance. and it, it had it got it had me thinking about about people really we really don't us we do not have time to waste like our ancestors like some of the stuff that they see now and that they didn't have and we have the opportunity they'd be rolling in, rolling over in their grave because we're not taking advantage of the things that we should sharing information ed educating people like what you're doing now is adding a resource somebody's going to watch this interview or some of your your other podcasts which are i'm a fan i, I went and looked at some of them um, you're bringing you're bringing value the thing about it, when people are watching this and other podcasts or YouTube, whatever, they got to take action, man. You got to. You know, and it's not just real estate. I'm talking about whatever it is. You want to open up a, you want to do lashes, take action, put a plan in place, you know. So that's what I'm hoping that this interview and other interviews that you're doing, earn your leisure, guys, everybody, man, is just educating people, putting the information in front of people and encourage people just to. To take action and then you know offer something to help them get to what they where they're trying to get i mean we owe it to ourselves we owe it to our like our children we owe it to you know our ancestors man because they sacrificed a lot for um a lot for us yeah and i think there's this um stigma you know and we can get <clears throat> deeper and especially you know being a, a a black man you know i see this all the time 
the black women are doing they're they're they're, they're, they're in fact they're leading us they're and the biggest right now man they, they get to that bag they are they I, when bag, i say they get into that bag they are arnold schwarzenegger getting to that bag they are collaborating they got these conferences they have these events they invest in themselves i talked to so many brothers and it's kind of weird and i think that that may have been a no a side effect of slate you know if you destroy the man you can destroy everything else so mm -hmm. there's a heavy psychological because i look at a lot of, and i had to go through that transformation and most brothers that i know of there's this hey you know let's just smoke weed man like man f it like you know let's just you know drink something and you know like whatever whatever but then you there's that other part that's like damn like there's so much opportunity you need to pitch yourself together take action and start building why do you think brothers are like I, i'm noticing that they are like the circle of ceos and the nehemiahs and you know alex good energy and um there's a whole but it still feels like there's that super large segment of black males that are just it, they, there's, they're almost stuck in reverse. Like if your car's going forward, they like kind of stuck in reverse. Yeah, those 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 Atlanta boys, man. Like, um, I love what they're doing, man. They 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 support each other. Um, it's all positive vibes, um, and they get into that bag, man. And then you know, and they're also the the information that they're giving is useful and it's, it's information that you can you know take action on right. they do a lot in the community now i'm not saying there isn't anyone else out there but i would think based off the algorithm algorithms and everything that someone would have popped up that's that's doing that i don't see anybody else a group of, of brothers that's doing that anywhere it's not me it's not happening i'm just not seeing it um i think a lot of it has to do man like competition um people not really you know a lot of people man including myself no dad you know no no father figure i was i was lucky to have an uncle that stepped up and helped me out but um they didn't see black men working together it was always kind of either beefing or arguing confrontation um maybe a little stingy don't want to share wealth maybe mm. you know i got i got all this i don't want to tell my secrets you know yep. so sort of speak um, and I think it's just like generations, man, of, of competing against one, one another instead of looking at how we can build with one another. Yeah, you know, I've noticed so. that. There's a lot of black people mm -hmm. real like competitive amongst each other with yeah. like F you, like, you know, like shut up. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm winning, but I want to see you win kind of energy whereby not that it's like deliberate, but it's kind of like... <clears throat> Don't associate with me. I'm, I'm I, I can like I get it off the muscle. Like I'll I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah, and, like, like, do it. like like you see some a lot of people sometimes they um and this is no no shade to anyone, but you see a lot of people they they post they you know how they do the money the money shot. Oh and, yeah yeah. You know yeah. ain't nobody messing with me. You know these ends ain't mess with me. And it's like who is they? Who are you talking about? <laughs> like, like like what are you talking? Who is they? You know? Oh like, my god. <laughs> these haters and this and this what haters you talking about man you know so it's like we are constantly um we're all our about, biggest enemy we pull each i think other so down. it's like you know a lot of people they have success and they get in the bag and that is great but i've always been like man how can you bring people around 
your circle how can you bring them in so everybody wins is doing good like for example if you're doing good and you want to go to miami and hang out and you've got the, the money to do it and your and your, your boys don't it, is that going to be fun you're going by yourself if they can't go mm. but if the circle of ceos want to go to aruba or miami or whatever they all can go and sit at the table together and have a good time you know one guy might buy might might rent a yacht for the day the other guy might buy dinner for every day you know for everybody the other guy might rent a booth like that's the kind of that's the kind of friends and friendship that i want to be in and i want to be associated with i don't want to be the richest guy in, in the circle right in, in in the room i don't exactly. you now, know so I, I think it's like competition um feeling bad not wanting to ask for help not wanting to ask for for yeah. for knowledge they, feeling they like, rather keep it inside than reach out and be like hey look i, I see that you a couple levels above which females females don't they will follow they will hey can i work for you free can i you know xyz xyz uh the males they'll they'll kind of like and one thing that i see that's really interesting overdoing business for the the last uh, few years and not really like a whole bunch but investing in yourself oh that's a scam he just trying to get some money real quick off of me man like uh-uh you ain't gonna get my little and it's like your little 100 something to two dang that's not money bro and when you invest in yourself it opens up so many doors for opportunities you're connected to somebody that is continue you have a mentor maybe you get connected to a group of people in that program so they say, oh, nah, he just trying to hit me for a, a quick lip. He just, oh, that's how they get their money. When I uh, pitch and do my stuff, overwhelmingly, the black females, oh, I, I, let's get started. Boom. Send them. Now, I'm not saying yeah. everybody's like that. Yeah. When I pitch yeah. to the brother, they be like, you know what? I'm going I'm to get started. Hit me up tomorrow at around the same time. Call Ghost. And I see that overwhelmingly with the brothers whereby there's this thing or like stigma against investing in themselves. It's like they see the money more valuable than they see the future potential of what that money could lead to. Versus the female, they'll pay that same date. Now, I don't say all uh, black males are like that, but I just noticed that overwhelmingly, I'm like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. It's like, but why put up a front as, I'll tell you one other thing. I have... When you see these people on Instagram, I'm talking about they coming out with Porsche, Panamera trucks, all kinds of stuff. I get into a conversation with them. They say, oh, my God, I got to pull out like seven cards for this and like take the money from here to here to here to, to get the all illusion. All I'm illusion. Like, you over here front end Gucci bag, Dior, every all kinds of stuff. And now when it comes to investing in your business to help take it to the next level, all of a sudden that's disappeared so there's a lot that we have to like undo in terms of like how we think yeah we gotta we gotta we gotta pull back from um trying to impress other people and trying to look rich when you know that's not the goal you want to you want to be wealthy not not look rich Mm. um you know and i and i think i was telling someone i had a call with someone else um the other day and I was telling her, she was saying, well, I really want to get into real estate, um, but I don't have any money, you know, to invest in myself. And I told her, you know, look at it like this. Two hundred dollars 
If you don't have that and to invest in yourself, that's fine. You know, you can put a plan in place, $20 a week to, to eventually get there. That's right. But what I told her and I tell people is that if you don't do anything investing yourself this year, what's going to happen is in two years, you're going to look back and you're going to be in the same position. Mm. Still wanting to do something because you didn't take action. It's not a matter of can you afford that mentor or that coaching program. The question is, can you not afford it? because you realize that the best way to get the information the quickest and I talk about this in my in my training course you can a lot of people can figure it out on their own but your timeline is gonna be like this a long mm. timeline to get there but if you realize that this mentor and you vet them and you feel confident they, they have what you need your timeline can be like that yep. and that's ultimately what you want because as you get older and I realize this um, it's not about the money you can make from what you want to do. It's about the, the time, man. Mm. Okay? Because no one is promised tomorrow. You got to try to get where you need to be in this amount of time, not this that's amount right. of time. Powerful. Okay? So Powerful. Um, that's that's what I was t I tell people all the time. Don't look at it as what you can afford now. Um, look at it as, you know, can you not afford to do it? You the know, money if you're comes trying, and goes. Whatever you're trying to get. The man, money it comes and goes. The time, the time once it's gone that's it it's ain't i ain't heard nobody yet wake up out of being dead and say all right uh, round two let's go let's get it uh the time is you're, you're right it's so key i feel sad when i look at these people in the uh grocery store 78 years old clicking people's receipts and you know checking and it's like damn like you're supposed to be somewhere in maui like just relaxing with your kids but because they did not you know uh take certain decisions maybe they did have the knowledge maybe they didn't and i'll you know i love what you said look at the time like look at how you can condense it if it took him 30 years to get to uh where he got to how do you take that and shorten it to 15 or shorten it to five exactly 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 so i think um like to, to your point i don't know man i i definitely agree that the women are really getting to that bag man and i mean i tell a lot this of women, joke man, I, I always be telling women that i was like i was like whatever was I, a lot of my clients are like females and stuff like that but i was like i was like i was like oh you killing it i was like you women are killing it then i'll be like i always tell the brothers like we gotta hold a national conference of all brothers and just be like brothers 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 uh we don't know what kind of water they drinking over there, but we gotta, we gotta come. Like, like they, uh-uh, they ain't gonna be doing this to us. Like, we the men. But when you think about it, in every other culture, in every other race, it's the opposite. The men, white, Asian, Indian, they own the companies. They, they building the businesses. They doing X, Y, Z. They out proportionately earn, uh, out earn the woman. In our situation is the opposite, whereby the women are leading, they building the businesses, um, out or earning us, and you can kind of see there's even this movement within, like especially the black community, is like I don't need no man, I'm a strong, independent woman. What you gonna do for me? I got my own car, you know, X Y Z X Y Z, whereby that then leads to this cycle of oh, single mom, no. And here's another thing that's interesting: a lot of the I noticed this. They don't have 
a husband. Like the man is no longer in their life, but mm -hmm. they have kids. Sometimes they have one, sometimes they have three kids or four kids. And I'm noticing that over and over again. I'm like, hmm. So there's no strong male uh, role model in that family dynamic to provide structure, uh, uh, support, discipline, you know, something for the kids to look. And they're like, oh, we don't need no man. But it's like, mm, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can say that, but have you studied the effects of what happens to those kids? And then they grow up lesbian. I'm Hey, I don't have anything against these other, right. but they grow up confused or they grow up easily persuaded into like gangs are easily persuaded into it's eat when you don't have a fight it's like easier to get into trouble because now you're looking at anything on the outside as a source to be a father to you yeah man and i, and I think like you said <clears throat> i my father wasn't involved um in in my life you know growing up it wasn't that big of a deal but as i got older i realized hmm you know it probably as you know because i have kids now it's important to have um, you know, just a father in your life in general, but definitely it's a bonus to have a father in the household. So, you know, I don't know. I, and maybe, you know, leading a household, leading, um, you know, children, whatever. I, I think there's definitely an opportunity for like, you know, men to for us to like network a little bit more yeah. and being in line with each other a little bit more and not necessarily in competition. I feel like we're. We're in competition. And the competition uh, you know, is weird much. because it's like, you broke too. You don't got no money. Well, what you competing yeah, about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you you broke, I broke, he broke, and we all fighting each other. So I think there's like uh, frustration. But even let's, let's talk about uh, your journey in real estate because um, talk to us about what even got you interested in going the uh, real estate path in the, the route? So, un unfortunately for me, man, my mom, um, my mom in 2004, my mom um, had a heart attack and was in a coma. So I'm, I'm originally from Detroit. Mm. So I, I graduated. So my mom worked for the big one of the big three. Um, she worked for Chrysler, and my mom. So my mom got up and went to work every day, right? So. Wow. It was it was just her. We always had a roof over our head. Uh, we had ups and downs or whatever, but. Uh, she got up and went. I saw my mom get up and go to work every day. So that's the kind of example that she set. So for her, success for me, you know, being the next generation, I was the only child, is that she really wanted me to go to college and make something of myself, right? So I ended up going to uh, Central Michigan University, um, and I got a bachelor's degree in logistics management and marketing, started working, went back, and got a master's degree, right? So I did the whole college thing. Best decision I ever made. Got a great job, great money, um, traveled the country, you know, working at different sites. So, but I was living in Memphis in 2004 and I got a call. My mom had a heart attack and was in a coma. So I ended up um, going back to Detroit. I was off of work probably two to three months, used all my vacation time. I did FMLA. They were great about that. Um, they didn't have any issues with me, told me to take as much time as I needed. And I remember outside the wake, my uncle, who retired from Ford, um, had his own business. Um, he was an adjuster, insurance adjuster, owned rental properties, knew the game, was really my like my OG. And we were standing outside the funeral home and he was like, man, um, you've been off of work a long time. Like everything cool? I said, yeah, man, they, they've been great. He's like, well, if they didn't work with you, then what? 
I said, I guess I'll be looking for a job. He's like, I think it's time for you to start, you know, getting into real estate. He's like, so you have your plan B. And I was wow. like, you know what? You're right. So once I closed everything down in Detroit <clears throat> for the funeral and everything, moved, came back to Memphis, went back to work. The next week I was in a real estate class um, to get my license. Because <clears throat> I figured get my real estate license, I can at least learn real estate and then um, kind of learn the area in, in Memphis or whatever. So I did that and I did it part time. And um, when I got my license, it's really around 2005. The first thing I realized was, okay, I need to buy me a house. So I had a house built and it was 2004 or five. So, you know, it was booming then, right? Yeah. 04 to 07, I think. So did okay with just being like a realtor, learning the business. But my corporate job, um, I was just kind of steadily moving up the ladder, right? Mm. Um, making real good money doing that. So I was still just doing the real estate on the side. Got another promotion, moved out of state. Um, so I didn't practice real estate for a couple years and then the market crashed. Mm. So of course I moved back to Memphis a couple years later and I said, you know what? <clears throat> I think it's about time C corporate job still doing good, you know, getting close to six figures at that point. Um, so I was like, all right, I need to, I need to do some more studying. I did that, educate myself, books, mm. going to networking events. Just asking a lot of questions, driving around the city, looking at areas, trying to figure out what areas to invest in, what areas not to invest in. And then in 2009, I just went online to the state state website, created an LLC. And uh, like a month later, man, went and bought a property. That first property I bought was 87, 8,500 bucks. Fixer upper. Wow. Um, 8,500 bucks. And um, bought it. Put about thirty-five in it, rented it for six seventy-five. I mean, quick, like, like quick. About six months later, bought another one. I believe I paid seventy-nine hundred for that one. Paid about five grand to get that one ready. Rented that one for like five fifty. Boom. Wow. So, um, did that. And in the second property, I actually still have that property today. The first one I ended up that neighborhood ended up going to trash. I sold that property some years ago. Um, but that second property, I still have that property now, and it's in a gentrification area. I can Ooh. throw a rock to a three hundred thousand dollar house, <laughs> and that property is rented for seven hundred a month. Mm. I still have that property. I paid seventy nine hundred dollars for seventy nine hundred dollars for it, and I, I make um, rent it for seven hundred a month. So that I bought it in two thousand. I bet. Oh, made the money yeah. back years ago. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So. Man. I had those two properties. I'm still working. Um, and then I moved again. Started with another company. Well over, I'm over six figures now. Um, I waited a couple more months. Well, I waited a couple more years actually. And then I bought another property. That property I still have to today. That runs rents for 750. I, I paid $12,000 for that property. And I put about 6,000 in it. Still rent to this day. So I had three properties. I had a property manager managing. I'm out of, I'm out of, out of, out of, I was living in Nashville at the time. Wow. Property manager, a good property manager. I still use to this day. She's managing everything. Um, now here's the kicker part where I really realized the power of real estate. I'm out I'm in Nashville. Properties, three properties in Memphis. I'm cash flowing every month. If there's any repairs or anything, I'm not spending my 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 passive income from the rentals. 
when they pay me every month from the rents, they transferred it into an account. Mm. I never touched it. All the expenditures, I was making good money at my job. All the expenditures I, I used out of my, my corporate job. Mm. You know, a leaky faucet or something, you know, I used out of the corporate job. When I say in like two years, I just happened to look at the account. That's when I said, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing this full time in a couple years. <laughs> I said, yeah. And seeing that, and by that time, I was, you know, when you make that type of, when you make good money in a corporate job, there's, there's, kind of, there's things that come with that, mm. right? Long hours, being stressed out. And that's what I was going through at that point. And I wasn't really enjoying it anymore. So basically what I was doing, I was working, I was a logistics manager. So I worked in warehousing and distribution. So I was making sure products came in, got unloaded, staged, put away, picked, packaged, and then shipped. Okay. Um, so that's a, that's, like, that's a high paced atmosphere right so um i had got to a point where i was kind of like man i'm getting i'm getting burned out i'm working six seven days a week working on the holidays and at that point where i saw that account with all that money in it i said okay i need to put a plan i need to get to a point where and, i can and do how much work. was it that when you saw you were like okay let me start getting i mean it was probably in 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 two years man it was i think it was between like 25 and thirty thousand. Um, maybe a year and a half, two years, something like that, of just like real, you know, just checks um, mm. from you know three three properties. So it might have been closer to thirty thousand. I think it was closer to like thirty and some change. Wow! And so three and then that's crazy. Yeah, just just sitting in an account from from you know rent rent income. In hindsight, and I can say this, you know, when you talk about financial literacy. I shouldn't have had that money just sitting in a savings account. I mean, just. You know, I wasn't making any interest on it. If I known what I know now, I would have been putting that in some Apple stock, mm. you know, or some Amazon stock, right? You know, I would have did or some Google stock. I would have been at Microsoft. I would have been doing that with that money instead of just sitting in the bank earning that crappy interest on it, right? But that's what I'm talking about. Generations like my children won't do that. But you know, my my mother, God bless her soul, she, you know, she just didn't know. You know, she no. just didn't know that. So that wasn't, that wasn't, those gems weren't taught, weren't passed down to me. Mm. Luckily, you know, that my, that uncle that I was telling you about, he passed that real estate gem to me. You know, that's, that is like seriously my OG to this day. So, um, so that's when I kind of said, all right, well, what do I got to do to get there? So put a plan in place, like a couple year plan. Okay. I need to do this, 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 and this to get there. My truck, let me go ahead and pay that off. Boom. My student loan I got left. Let me go ahead and pay that off. Boom. Let me get this credit. Let me get this this. Let me get this um, credit report, which was always good. But let me get to eight hundred. I mean, how how do I do that? Let me get this credit card debt. Let me knock this out. So basically, bills. That credit report was a one. It was always good, but I just got rid of like knickknack stuff. Student loans done. Car note. You know, no no furniture. No. You know, just nonsense credit card debt. Everything clear except my mortgage. Now, on the three rental properties, I owned them free and clear because I was paying cash. So hindsight, when you look back on it, what I know now, I should have burned those properties sooner. Wow. But I didn't know. I didn't know that then, right? You know, I didn't know that then. 
because back then I would have been able to scale a lot faster, right? If I had a bird them. But again, I'm giving these gems out because I'm not, I wasn't perfect and I, I'm still not perfect. And I look at stuff like that and say, okay, I, I need to learn from that. And I did. Mm. I did learn from that because I paid cash and I just cash flowed on them, which is fine if you want to do that. A lot, I know a lot of investors that just cash flow, pay cash. They don't refinance. They want to do, don't want to deal with banks. That's fine. Harder to scale that way. Um, the burr is one way you can scale a lot faster. Break down the burr to us. Yeah, so burr strategy is you buy a property. Um, you can use cash or you can put down 20% with a lender. And it has to be a fixer. You generally want to get it like 70% loan to value. So you want to be all in for the repairs and to purchase the property. Um, if you want to be like, say for example, if the property is worth like 100000 once it's done, you want to be all in for like 70, mm. you know, 75,000. So you have that equity. So when you refinance it, the banks will give you like 75% or 85% and you get all your cash invested back and then you just go do it again wow. and again and again. So, um, and we'll get to the, get to that, that, that strategy. But so that's, that's how I kind of end up doing. So a couple years later, I ended up buying another house and then I ended up having my plan in place. I left my my six figure job Ooh. on a on a Tuesday. Mm. On a Tuesday, you gave me um, two week notice, or you didn't just. Man, listen, don't do this. Um, don't do this. I had to do it for me. Okay, but I tell people all the time: do not do what I did. I had to do it for me. I did not give a two week notice. I quit that day. Wow. I, I said, you know what, today I was having a terrible day. I said, you know what, if I don't do it, I'm, I'm, I'm too comfortable, right? I'm making good money and I'm too comfortable, but I'm stressed out. Mm. And I, I just sat, sat in my office and I, was, I just made the decision, I'm quitting today. And I went into HR and I said, this is not for me anymore. And um, I apologize, but I'm done. Here's my resignation. And I left out. I think I quit at like 1.15, 1.17 p.m. on a Tuesday. How was that feeling? Once you were like, man, I don't have to do no office politics, the pressure, like everything man. off your shoulders. When I walked out of those doors, all that stress um, was just relieved. Mm. I, I mean, it, and, and, and I left and I went. I remember I picked my daughter up from daycare early and went to the park. Wow. With my kid, with my daughter. That's what I did. Now, please, anyone listening, please don't quit your job. Please <laughs> don't do what I did. Oh, please man. do not quit your job. Because I'll be honest, later on that night, I was kind of like, oh, okay. All right, Jason, you did it. Now let's get to work. Exactly. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, I was a little nervous, but I never wavered, man. Like, because I had put that plan in place a couple years early, so I, I, I anticipated that I just needed to change change some things up. I was never like a flashy guy and buying a whole bunch of design. Like I was very good with with money, so I had money saved away. Um, and within a week, man, I ended up buying another house. I think I paid like twenty five, twenty seven thousand cash for that house. Wow! I still have that one today. I think that one makes about eight hundred a month on that one. Um, so I, again, I hit the, hit the ground running. Now the first two years, man, I struggled though, mm. like finding my, my footing, figuring things out. Um, I didn't get a mentor or pay for a training course or anything like that starting out, 
but I did, you know, I was able to kind of do a couple of deals, flip a couple of deals, and I felt good about it. And then I struggled for like maybe six months, didn't do a deal, wasted thousands of dollars on advertising, like struggle. Mm. Um, and then I finally just paid for a training course and I, I got a mentor. And before my mentorship was even over, man, I started doing deals because mm. I needed someone to kind of help me connect a couple of dots. And once I connected those dots, it was over. Like those two years, I was just kind of struggling with that third year. It was over, man. It exploded. It, it was it was over. Yeah. Business just kind of I, 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 I listened more. I watched more. I tried to continue to educate myself. So conferences, networking more um, and then just changing my strategies up. And then it kind of that third year kind of just took off. It kind of wow. just took off. And then, so since then, like expanding, created another company, created another business um and things have just been really good man things can always be better but i have no complaints um family's taken care of i'm helping people out mentoring people business is good um, my teams are everyone's eating everyone's paying their bills like everything i'm in a really good place like mentally physically and like and spiritually and business is doing good man so that's kind of how i got started was leaving my job in order to do it full time because knowing you know meet with me i had to do it full time um in order to just get in and just get started just take action that was taking action for me but i tell people please do not quit your job like i did you know instead use your job as your first investor mm, right that's right yeah yeah use that job as an investor if you can and then with now to fund your business i tell people Man, get a gig job, man. Do your job that pays your bills. Go get your go drive for Uber or Uber Eats or Lyft. Get a side hustle on the side. Make that money and use your job and that side hustle money to fund get your business off the ground. That should be funding your mentorship if you want to get it. That should be funding your online training course if that's what you want to do. Hey, exactly. So that's that's how I got started, man. I I, I was lucky enough to have an OG man that you know put that bug in my ear and um man i've been i've been all in in real estate you know real estate since then man have been you been blessing. able to replace the salary that you were making from your job with real estate so far oh man years ago wow. yeah that 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 struggled the first two years but that third year boom it was over amazing yeah uh, it was over man are you focused you know because there's so many different uh routes in real estate and i don't know yes <laughs> i know that pe people wholesale there's people that fix and flip there's people that yeah so let's hold. talk about that so let me so first if anyone's for all your folk all the folks listening on the podcast so what you want to do if you're interested is you want to you want to start educating yourself and the first thing you can do is look at stuff as far as i call networking so you want to google no, first you want to go on Facebook or meetup.com and you want to look at for investor groups in your area. Mm. Okay. You want to join those groups online and just go in those chat rooms. You just want to see, introduce yourself and you just want to watch the conversations that are taking place. You also want to Google investment groups in your area. A lot of times they have investment meetups in your area where they will meet once a week or once a month. They'll have guest speakers. They'll have networking events. A lot of those groups, though, you will have to pay 20 bucks or something, yeah. or it may be a membership. 
don't join the membership just yet but go to one of the meetings and just pay for one of the meetings it's a lot of gains uh, being told in those in those meetings because you gotta you gotta start meeting people and hearing the language to see if that's really something that you want to do again educating yourself so I tell people to start doing that first off because you can you can learn a lot from those groups Facebook groups meetup.com and then just Google investment groups in your area and you can start going to those meetings the other thing you got to do is understanding there's a lot of ways to make money in real estate but there's four ways that I want to talk about <clears throat> that I get to the bag or make make money and earn a living now a lot of people and this is the hot hot topic but it's been people have been doing it for years but the last maybe five years is something that everyone has really been talking about you can make money wholesaling or aka flipping paper flipping contracts you can make money buy and hold I mean fix and flip which is that quick money right buy ugly as ugly as you can buy it as cheap as you can buy it, fix it up and resell it you have your long your long-term play which is one of my favorites is for your wealth is your buy and hold mm. again a lot of the same strategies you need to buy it at a good price and fix it up now if you want to keep it as cash and just cash and just keep it pay cash everything and just cash for every month that's fine if you want to burn it and get all your money back and keep doing it that's fine too but most people <clears throat> like to go the burr route of course because you're using the bank's money and then the tenants will pay they'll pay your mortgage yeah um and then you, you of course you keep your cash <clears throat> and it's a kind of the easier way to scale up a little bit better than using your cash tying all your cash up the other way and you have to be a master of SME I call it a subject matter a subject matter expert mm. you have to be a subject matter expert on those three before you can do four in this business I've been doing for the past two years the pandemic made me realize you got to hustle a little bit harder okay and that you can you can do consulting and project management work for other investors a lot of investors might want especially like people from California and New York where the real estate is ridiculously high mm -hmm. or out of the country Dubai um, Canada that want to may invest in your city they know how to invest in real estate but they don't have boots on the ground meaning mm. they want an expert in their city to help them who's who should be the property manager uh, who has good contractors um, can you go I need someone to go look at the house I need someone to manage the, the the rehab when you join these groups in another group I didn't mention bigger pockets biggerpockets.com yep. go check that out when you are in these groups and you're networking and posting and people are, are in Instagram, okay, and Facebook. When people are seeing what you're doing and they think that you are sincere about what you're doing, meaning you're not just selling a guru selling a course, you're actually in the field. I like to call myself a real real estate investor, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I like to call myself because I practice what I preach. Exactly. When people see that, they will pay you to manage their rehab, they will pay you for consulting to pick your brain. They will pay you to go look at a property and take pictures and take video and give an assessment of it. That's right. So that's that's a, but you have to master those other items. If you haven't flipped the house before or rehabbed the house, how are you going to do it for somebody somebody else? <clears throat> okay. 
So that's another way. The four, the really four ways that I really focus on um, investing in, in in real estate. And so on that fourth way, basically, I meet up with with people, California, um, Dubai, you know, wow. that whatever, and they wherever, and they say, hey, your name came up um, as a you know a trusted person in, in in the area. You know, can we hop on a call and can we say we can do business together? And they will hi- they will hire me as a consultant to give them my advice on what they should and should not do. Um, some properties that I get under contract, if I don't want them for myself, I will wholesale them to them. Wow. Okay. So I make I make money to them. I give them a good price on it. I will make less on a wholesale for certain people that I sell it to, if I know I'm going to get the rehab or the consultant, the project management. Here's why. I want everybody on my team to eat. So my teams, my contractors, I'll take less money if I sell it to that particular investor, but I know my contractors are going to get the job. Mm. Does that make sense? Because you can refer to your contractors because yes. you're consulting on the project. Right. And then I, how I make money is I manage the job. Hey, we're gonna do this, 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 and this. I keep everybody on track. I manage it like it's my own re- project. Mm-hmm. And so the investors will trust me in that because um, you have to build that trust, you know. But you, you keep your you keep your documentation, you keep your receipts. I'm not trying to rip anybody off. I'm not trying to do anything sneaky. Um, and when they see that and they trust you, hey man, it's gonna be it's gonna be thirty five hundred dollars. We need to put a new HVAC system on. Boom, they send the money. But when you do when you do that, you got to do what you say you're gonna do when you're gonna do it, right? And if it's thirty five hundred dollars, you need to make sure that it's done. The job is done, done right on time, and everybody's happy. So that's the fourth way, man. That the last two years, um, I mean, I've been blessed, man. That's been a great opportunity. The guys are making, the teams are making good money. I'm making good money. Because you set your own rate based off of the job. If it's an easy job, you may not charge as much. If it's a big job, you might charge charge more on that job. That's right. And if they trust you, if they trust you and they believe in you, they have no problem. There's no they will not try to negotiate. Your price is your price. That's right. And then and they'll pay it. So those are those are the three ways. There's other ways, man, but those are the ways that that I like to teach people. Um, that how I'm I'm making a living for myself. That I like to teach people in in, in my mentorship, um, and then my training course is really focusing on really like the beginner stage. So really focusing on the wholesale piece. But the wholesale piece is really like the foundation in investing. And let me let me tell you why. So there's a couple steps. Whether you're doing wholesaling, buy and hold, or fix and flip, you have to do. For being a real real estate investor or a seasoned investor, we're not going on MLS and negotiating, making offers with everybody else. That's not what we're doing. Okay, you ha- you can't sit on the sideline and wait for deals to come to you. I'm teaching people how to be a supreme being. We're going out and creating deals, right? That's right. Okay, we're going out and finding deals. The best deals for wholesaling, fix and flip, and buy and hold are off market deals. Off-market deals are not on MLS. Off-market deals are you're finding, you're using resources like REI Pro, ListSource, PropStream. Mm. You're using resources to query and figure out pre-foreclosure lists. Who's behind on taxes? 
what houses are vacant um who has high equity you're buying you're building and buying these lists and then you're marketing to those lists do you think who's going to be more motivated to sell a house a house that's been vacant for maybe two years or someone who um is living in the house I think that vacant house they're gonna exactly. probably be more motivated right the property that is behind on taxes two years probably gonna be maybe motivated to sell that property someone who um has tenants who haven't paid in six months probably gonna be motivated to sell the property that's what that's how you have success in wholesaling fix and flip and buy and hold you're marketing to potential motivated sellers that's right so in my mentorship in my training course that's what i'm teaching how to find those motivated sellers now the marketing strategies you have a a wide range of marketing strategies. You have bandit signs, which I think is dead. We don't do that anymore. Mm. I'm not teaching bandit signs anymore. You have mailers where you're mailing out cards. That's dead, man. Wow. We're not we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing mailers dead. anymore. Um you have of course you have other techniques. You have like billboards. Um you have of course your shirts, wherever you wear it needs to be what you're doing. Your name and your phone number on it, right? <laughs> business cards networking um those are the, the real ways you should be going out because networking believe it or not you will give your card out people will call you okay car magnets that's a good method whenever you're driving around have car magnets your name your number on there what you do you buy houses um but the most effective ways is um you want a cold call and text messaging because you're getting you're getting feedback right then. That's right. Okay. So that's those are the techniques that uh, I'm teaching people. In my mentorship and training course is the best way, the quickest way to get the feedback to see who may be a lead and who may not be a lead. And there's various ways to go through that and set everything up. And again, we I, we we teach students that all the time. Now, that technique is so important because it allows you once you get a lead in you have to know what not to say um what to say how to say it and how to negotiate so you get it on the contract at a price that's good for you and the seller now once you get it on the contract you've got your options if you want to wholesale it and make a quick you flip the paper flip the contract you get it on the contract for thirty thousand and you want to sell it to another investor for 35,000 at the closing table you just made 5,000 cuz you flipped the contract. You flipped that paper. You get it at a good deal, you can do that. You just made 5,000. You wholesaled it cuz you didn't want it. But say if you do want it and you know that the house maybe you get it for 30,000, you know let's just say the house is worth I don't know 100,000. You get it for 30, you know it needs 30,000 in work. You're in it for 60. Okay. If you want to keep it as a rental, a rental property, you put a tenant in there, you go to the bank and say, all right, um, let's get it appraised. It does appraise for a hundred thousand. They're going to give you 75,000 loan to value. You're in it for 60,000. You just wow. made 15,000. <laughs> you just made 15,000. So you get all your money back and you go do it again. Do it again. Or you say, okay, I got it for 30. Um, it's worth a hundred thousand same numbers um, I still need to put 30 let's just say I put 40 in it fix and flip a little bit higher up higher fixtures okay 
more quality. higher materials, right? Okay. Yeah, but better quality. Thank you. So you put 40 in it. 40 and 30. You're in it for 70. Okay? You're in it for 70. 40 and 30. 70,000. You got 30,000 in equity. 30,000 in equity. When you sell it, say you sell it for 100,000, how much did you just make? 30,000. 30,000. Because you're in it for 70, right? You paid 30, 30,000, and then you put 40 in it. Okay, so 70. Yeah, right. So 70. It's worth 100,000. You So when you you sold it for 100,000, you made 30. You got you got 30,000. So you just made 30,000 on a on a fix and flip. Bottom line is when you get the price, when you get the the, the the property under contract at a good price, you got those three options. Mm. So you can monetize. Okay, and those are the three ways that you can get to the bag. Now, I tell people all the time, if you're gonna start somewhere, fixing and flipping and buying hold and rehabbing properties is not as easy as it's not like it is on TV, right? Oh yeah. It takes time to kind of learn that. Yeah, you got to learn that. Either have a mentor or partner with someone who's done it a while to learn it. But I tell people all the time: once you, if you're going to start off, start the wholesale piece, wholesaling, because you're learning the most important part, and that's getting it under contract. Right? Turning the conversation into a contract. That's the most important important part because once you do that, one. <clears throat> You don't have to really use, you don't have to use any of your own money because a lot of times you can get the contract with zero earnest money. Or if you, if the seller does want you to put some earnest money down, you can put like 20 or 50, $50 down on the, on the, um, on the contract when you turn it into the attorney. But when you close on the property, you're going to get it back anyway. Mm. So it's really no money. And that's why so many people love wholesaling because you get to the, you get to the bag quicker. Yeah. Right, because you can get you can close in two, you know ten business days if the title is clean. Okay, so I tell people to start off. That's what we teach people: is start off wholesaling, so you can one make some money, two you can get the experience on negotiating and get properties under contract, um, and then once you get some money saved up, then you've got some options. Right, you can pay some debt off um, to get your credit to where it needs to be. Because a lot of times with your buy and hold and your fix and flip, especially, you don't have to use your own money, but you may have to put like 20% down um, to get a hard money loan. Okay, starting off. Now me, I'm, I've been in the game a while. I've made some good contacts. If I want to do a fix and flip, I got one or two people I can call. I've got private money. I've got hard money, money lending. Um, I've done fix and flips why haven't had to put anything down because they just no credit checks or anything because they know me they know my reputation same for a lot of investors out there once you've proven yourself and you do what you say you're going to do a lot of investors don't want anything down from you they'll they'll take their fees out on the back end and they don't want anything on the front end but a lot of investors a lot of hard money lenders will want their fees up front well if you're starting off you may not have any money again but if you wholesale first and build your cash up when you're ready to start to do the buy and hold or the fix and flip you've got some money to put down if you need to to fix the property and a lot of times they want like sometimes they just want you to pay their closing cost fees or sometimes they want you to pay that and 20 percent mm. it's just a matter of once you've been in the game and you're networking 
once you get a good reputation, man, hard money lenders are going to be emailing you and knocking on your door to, to, to work with you. And I think a lot of people get, they don't understand or they get worried about, well, how am I going to get the money to do this? Listen, once you get the deal, that other stuff is easy. Mm. Um, but I tell people, man, like you can learn this, this game on your own. But boy, it makes it a lot easier when you get a mentor and they can kind of help you again. Shorten it. Cut that, shorten that timeline. So those are the three ways that uh, I invest. And of course, by doing that, getting the experience, then I, I started to get into that fourth way that we talked about, about the consultant and the project management. And that and that money, that income has been extremely well. We've we do um um, we're doing at least two two houses a month we rehab. Wow. Yeah, that's that's in the Memphis and again Memphis is a is a hot um, rental market. Seems like there's a yeah. lot of room for development in Memphis. Yeah, man. There's um, you know, it's a warehousing like city, right? Every corner is a warehouse. You know, FedEx headquarters is here. Their hub is here, so a lot of freight moves. I think if I'm correct, it's the second largest hub that moves freight in the country in the world actually um i think hong kong is number one and then um uh, memphis so so you got fedex here so a lot of distribution jobs are, are here they come here um because of they can get their trucks loaded and then straight to the airport right and then get on that plane because fedex they load and ship out until you can get a plane up until 11 o'clock and it'll make it on that plane um, out to the to, out to the so destination, the next destination. Operations running. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then you know, property taxes are, are decent. Cost of living is decent, um, and then the property values are decent for what the rent. So it makes sense for a lot of for investors like California, and New York, where the property is just ridiculously high out there, where they can come to Memphis and buy an asset for fifty thousand and rent it out for eight hundred. Those numbers mm. make sense, right? It does. Yeah. Uh, so those those are the ways that I tell people wholesaling, then you transition into fix and flip, and then you transition into to to buy and hold, mm. and then once if you're interested in doing other consulting and project management for other people, then you can dive into um, the consulting and project management. But you gotta have you gotta have some you gotta have some deals in your toolkit, right? You gotta have something to bring to the table. You gotta have some deals that people can see. And testimonials to say some references to say yeah he's he's the real deal he can do it for you exactly uh for people that are listening and they're like yo you know what i want to get started with you jason like you know how do i enroll into your mentorship into your program into your community because that i know real estate is extremely hot and the way you broken it down hey you want to wholesale you want to fix and flip you want to burn you want to get into doing you've given people like a roadmap that they can utilize that's going to take them step by step and i love the fact that you said hey you can, you can try and do it on your own but you're going to spend time energy and money that isn't very well aligned and um that's true i recently had a a, a guy um invest uh 20 into my business and uh, acquired 20%. Interesting enough, he's a uh, real estate uh, out of uh, like 100 plus units in Philly and he got stuff in New York. But him also being a mentor, you know, being able to, hey, do this, do that, do this, do that, do that. 
has really helped me get tremendously better. And even when I was growing the business, as I'm growing the business, I've always, I can look back and see like each time somebody gave great uh, knowledge or, you know, I paid for a mentor or that program or something of that nature, it elevated, mm -hmm. it made me go faster, further, quicker. For mm -hmm. the people that are like, hey Jason, how do we get started? Like, where can we sign up? Uh, how can people get started with you? Okay, so um, I'm really I'm really active on um, Instagram. Um, I try to explain a lot of stuff in my stories and reels and things like that. Just provide value for people. So on Instagram, I can be followed at the Memphis Real Estate Shark on Instagram. They can follow me there. I try to drop as many jewels as, as possible on there. Um, there's a link in my bio. Um, so this is what I offer. A do-it-yourself online training course. I put my heart and soul into that training course. It is the blueprint on how to get started, how to learn the business, how to learn how to tell negotiation, how to learn how to turn conversations into contracts, how to go out and learn how to create deals. All the contracts that I use are included in that online training course. Examples on how to fill out the, the contracts, that's in the training course. Um, how to analyze a deal, that's in there. The scripts to talk to sellers, that's in there. Um, the, system to, the systems to use, that's in there. How to scale your business, that's in there. Um, how to find and get your deal to the closing table with an attorney, that's in there. How to network, that's in there. Um, it's a really a, a blueprint for someone to get started at an entry level um, program. And that, that course is called the Gift of the Gab course. Um, again, training course, train as you go online. That's really the the baby steps how to get started. Now, for folks that take the course and they still say, okay, now that course, I feel it's a course that's good enough to get you started, mm. right? But some people will that are we get we got actually have a mentorship getting ready to start uh, next month. Um, I also do the, the gift of the gab inner circle mentorship. And basically that's for people that, you know, did the mentorship, but they want the whole selling piece. Um, and then they want the additional things that the mentorship, the one-on-one -on -one mentorship is. And the one-on-one -on -one mentorship, that's three month program. Uh, we meet every month, private face group, private Facebook group. I'm giving, um, we go through buy and hold. We go through wholesaling in, in de detail, any questions they have. We go through, we dive into the fix and flip, we dive into the buy and hold, we dive into the financing. We talk about hard money and private money. Um, and then we also, I talk to them about how you can create um, a car rental business, because that's something I did last year as well. That's been okay. extremely profitable. I'm gonna talk about that and we talk about general entrepreneurship in there. We also are gonna have an opportunity for all those students in the program to come to Memphis for a day of training. So when they come to Memphis, we're going to be talking about credit and credit repair training, additional real estate. We're going to be talking about property management. Um, and then we're going to load everybody up and we're going to go on on site to some job sites and walk people through, you know, what a, what a process, what a. Hold on, put my battery in. Bear with me here. No Plug problem. in. Yeah. So then walk a property as it's being rehabbed. This is how you do this. So you get a lot more um, hands-on exposure um, in the in the Gift of the Gap inner inner circle mentorship program, which is a three-month program. 
So if anyone's interested in that, of course, just follow me on Instagram. I say um, follow me. Make sure you vet me on your own terms on what you think is important. Uh, I will say that I you're going to definitely learn something. Um, you're going to get grossed out as well. People always DM me, man, that house looks nasty. Does it smell bad? Yes, it does smell bad. And I'm going to buy it. <laughs> those are the best those are the best properties, the ones that look bad. So, um, yeah, follow me, man. And if, if you think that uh, you have any questions, you can DM me. I'm accessible. Also, um, again, that link in the, the bio, um, that's to the, the training course. You can go to that page. You can read. It's a video, a free video on there. Um, it includes everything that's in the training course. Take your time, guys. Educate yourself. Read that information, what I'm offering. Read what's included in there. That's the training course. Now, if you're interested in the mentorship, shoot me a, a direct message, and there's a separate link for that. For that mentorship, everyone does not get in just because I don't take 20, 30 people, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what we're doing. I can take 30 people, charge them, make all this. That's not what, what it's about. The classes are going to be capped at five, which means everybody doesn't get in. It's an interview process because you have to be a good fit. If you're not going to be all in, like I'm going to be all in, it's not going to work out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be wasting. You're going to be wasting your money. Exactly. Okay. And it's not about it's not about that. It's about what are you trying to do? You're trying to become great. You're trying to be. Are you trying to become a supreme being, or are you just trying to just go through the motions because you saw some investor with a fancy car and that's what you want? That's mm. don't work that way. You got to put that work in. So. If you're interested in the gift of the gap in a circle mentorship, just shoot me a DM and I'll send you the link to set up your free call. And that call is like 15 minutes. You can schedule the call and we'll just talk about yourself, where you're from, your goals. Um, and what do you want to do? What, what do you want to do with this real estate? And if you know we think you're a good fit for it, you know, we'll accept you into the program. If not, hey, we're still friends. Um, you can still maybe look into the, the training course. And after the training course, I tell people, if we're not a good fit for the, the mentorship right now, do the training course. Yes, sir. You know, do that. See if see if it's something you're still interested in. If then 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 you circle back around and then we can see, okay, all right, now you're you're really serious. Now you're focused, you're ready to go. Exactly. So yeah, that's how people can get in contact with me, man. That's the best is uh, is on is on Instagram. Because I'm just trying to at a point now. It's time to, uh, like I said, my uncle outside my mom's wake, he gave me the game, man. He gave me the gems. I'm, I'm at a point now where I feel I want to just give, I want to give something back to people, man, to our people to try to, and this is for everybody, but um, I, I feel some kind of way and special about our people just giving, giving back and bringing them on board to get where they need to get. Because we, we, need, we need to be owning more properties, man, and passing yeah, we, we we need to be owning more assets, man, and passing and passing that stuff I spoke down. To, so uh, Devon, uh, Devon Reeves, uh, yesterday, and uh, she's uh, first black woman. I think she was thirty four years old, but uh, she owns uh, hotel properties, and uh, that's uh, it's classified okay. under commercial real estate. And it was fascinating because she said that. Even though we've been in this country for all this time, we own less than 3% of all hotel chains and properties and XYZ. She said, with that, black women own under 1% of 
of um, the chains and uh, hotel properties and things of that nature. Uh, she said Indians. Uh, she was Southeast Asian, something like that, uh, Asian Indians. They came in during the 60s and 50s and stuff like that. Uh, today, they own about 60% of all motels. Yeah, I, I can, I can believe that. I, um, this is gonna sound terrible to say, but I mean, you think about it. A lot of hotels that you go to, you kind of figure out who's in charge, and it is people that are of Indian descent. And I, you know, I had a years ago when I, I worked, I actually worked with a, a young guy, graduated from University of Tennessee, um, real sharp guy. Real extremely sharp guy worked with young guy and um, that's what his family did you know on change and I, we just used to talk and I just um, that's what they did they came over man just worked extremely hard um, and that's and that's that's what they did you know and that was kind of their motto and then they brought their family in and they helped their family get on get on their feet um, kind of piggyback what we talked about earlier is just like helping each other out so to speak not spreading the knowledge and spreading the um, the goodwill with everyone and that's that's one of the things he was telling me about is like they help each other out help other family members teach them the business and uh, help them buy you know hotels and stuff like uh, of that nature as well so yeah we just got it we got it we got to do better than that i think yeah we we have to and when you really think about um people like you that in your position you have this opportunity to pour into the masses to pour into the people and say hey look I've been able to develop a blueprint. I've I've gone, I've disciplined, I've sacrificed decisions. I've spent thousands on my training, my learning, my uh, uh, mentors to be able to be at the point whereby, hey, come feed off of me, come learn, come understand the game. Because let's be real, between me and you, how many people are getting into real estate today, right? That are in our community or just even in total. It's only going to continue to increase. It's only going to continue to, people have questions. People uh, need um, help. They know they need help. They know that, okay, look, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that's also what's frustrating because it can be like, uh, you have that positive intent to go and do something better with your life, to go and learn this uh, a field. But when you start, you're immediately confused. Everybody's just blasting the, hey, you got a burr, hey man, you got a wholesale. Because you go to some of these Instagram profiles, they, hey, you gotta do it this way, and that's the way you do, you know, they, and you get confused by this, and before you know, you become frustrated, and you end up doing nothing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right, woo. information overload. It's, it's, it's so much, you don't, you, don't, you don't know where to start. And um, man, I tell people all the time, man, like learn, learn from my mistakes. Um, because I, I did make like a lot of mistakes, wasted a lot of money. But I, be honest with you, I wasn't really tripping about the money too much. I was more concerned about what we talked about mm -hmm. earlier, the time. You know, the time. I'm like, man, I should have been doing that. I should have did that that sooner. Because when I did get a mentor, I immediately saw wow. like an improvement. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I tell people, man, like. If there's a training course or something out there, um, you know, whether it be a hundred, a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars or three, whatever the, 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 the amount is, look at your day to day, your weekly routine. You you have the money to to invest in yourself. 
Think about it. What's a Starbucks coffee, right? You buy a couple of those every day. You buy lunch every day. You can easily make up that. Make you know, make your lunch. You know, make your coffee at home instead of buying extensive, extensive, expensive Starbucks. You know, <clears throat> if it pe people got to make time or make a way for what's important to them. Exactly. Yeah, and and I, I tell people all the time, man, you got it. It's not about can you afford it. It's about can you not afford to invest. People don't in your realize education. until it's too late. That's I think that's what's happening. You know, more and more people are saying to themselves, "Dang, I should have gotten started earlier. Dang, I should have gotten. Uh, why didn't I? You know, and you I you don't never want to be that. The why why didn't I is not a good um, thought for somebody to have concentrated in their mind. Is this a, it's not yeah yeah i mean I, we were talking earlier remember when, when i said oh i had that those three properties at that time and all the money was going to that account and i should have been using it um, strategically yeah. buying app apple stock i mean can you imagine where i would be mm. now if i had to did that right but and that and that's what's going to happen to um people that and it just doesn't have to be real estate it can be whatever whatever they feel they can have success with and that's they're right. passionate about that's going to help them financially if they don't take action like i said in a couple years you're going to be in the same same spot. spot on the sideline not taking action and then you're going to be and then you're going to be mad at yourself mm -hmm. you know you're going to be mad at yourself so um yeah man i tell people to to educate yourself find someone that you feel is sincere um about your development and when i say sincere also try to vet i mean everything is smoke and mirrors sometime online i get it but try to vet them as much as possible like follow them like you know are they responding to you you know do they seem sincere about like what they do you know are they, are they just selling you a course or are they actually like practicing what they're preaching um and if they seem sincere about what they're doing um, you know, maybe look at if they offer something and you, and you feel you can get something from them, invest in yourself. But when you invest in yourself, don't buy the course or do the mentorship and then you don't show up or you don't that, put in the work like that. I, I, I remember I had one client, uh, her, her program was 2,500. Lo and behold, people were paying that, but weren't showing up to the calls. So what we got with her? I said, not okay, taking you know what? The reason they're not because the price they paid, they're not valuing that enough. Whereby they're like, hmm, I must take action on this because this is important. So I was like, okay, <clears> we're <throat> gonna raise the price to five k. Uh, and people started taking it a lot more serious, saying, okay, you know what? Uh, we're showing up for class. We're showing up on time. We got our notepads. We got our pens, our pencils, and we're, we're taking action. And you're so right, but uh, Jason, we just want to say thank you for the decisions and actions and sacrifice and putting in the work because we do need more people like you we need more people that are intelligent that are smart people that have this massive amount of uh business acumen and the entrepreneurship to just look at whatever especially as all these people and like okay no nah, take that do that do it this way this is how you flip it these you even have resources that they can access like the contracts you know you have the individual so guys if you're out there and listening real estate look you're in america like don't don't be that person on the sidelines look at the end of march which is 
couple days from now, that's the end of the first quarter and April is the beginning of the second quarter. Take action now, my masterminders. Take action if you're listening to this because you can be in a different place six months from now if you just start taking consistent action today. And having a mentor in your life is never a bad thing. I don't know where people got the stigma from, oh, they a scam scam i don't get it yes some people are out here scamming like jason said follow him on we're going to leave all the links in the description so you guys have straight access to him check him out learn that like it it does not hurt to learn to get more uh uh knowledge and wisdom but more importantly execute (laughs) that's where you get the real experience from Take action. action. America is about action. Ain't nobody made it in America by sitting down, kicking up their feet on the couch, and eating Doritos with Dorito dust on their fingertips. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, man. Got to get your hands dirty a little bit, man. So, my masterminders, I want you to take action. (laughs) Follow his IG. Go tap in with him. Learn something that's going to not only improve your life, but your family's life. Then think about it. This is also generational wealth. You're able to build something that when your kids, kids, kids come into line, they actually, you know, uh, says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Like, guys, this is a way for you to do that and so much more. So I really, really see the, as I'm talking to more and more people, I see people who invest in my company. I'm going to be investing in real estate sometime in the future, but it's an extremely, extremely powerful tool to utilize. Um, I agree, man. I, I love it. Um, like I said, no day feels like work. You know, I, I'm happy and blessed that I found something that I really enjoy. I really enjoy doing, and I can I can I make I can make good money and support you know myself and my family. So, um, I, I would suggest, like you said, anybody, all everyone that watches this great podcast, man, if you guys are are interested, um, tap in, man. We can see we see if I can help you out. I'm here. Uh, I'm ready to work. Any last words? Anything you want to get off your chest? You want to say to the people? wrap-up man first off uh, again thanks for uh, having me I appreciate it and for anybody again not just real estate whatever you want to do um, you got to take you got to take action okay you don't want to be I, I promise you I promise you I promise you you don't want mm-hmm. to not take action and years later have regrets this is your only only life one you get chance. get one chance that's it so you got it you got to do everything that you want to do um, Work as hard as you need to do. Work as smart as you need to do. Um, network, whatever it needs to take to get you where you need to be, you got to be ready to do it. You got to be ready to put the work in. No crying, no excuses, just execution. That's it. That's what we're doing from now into into infinity. Execution right now, 2022 to infinity. We are executing. We're doing what we want to do. We're creating wealth. Doing we're doing it. it. We're buying properties. We're doing it. Okay, we buying stocks. That's what you want. If we buy, we need to get some stocks, a nice portfolio. We're doing it. The new wave is NFTs. I'm still trying to learn that myself. Totally confused. <laughs> but people, again, but but people are doing it. Crypto. People are doing it. Man, just do not sit on the sideline. You owe it to your ancestors. That's right. To be great, and you owe it to your children to be great mm-hmm. and yourself. So. Let's take action, man, and get it done. I love it. All right, my masterminders. Until next time, y'all tap in, take action, and keep masterminding. Let's get it. 
Thank you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. We hope you enjoy. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and follow Tolu on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Keep mastering your life and we'll see you here next time.